T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's finally here. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 15, the 10. He dies, touchdown 49ers. NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. For a fully automated smart home or a state-of-the-art home theater, start with a visit to EncoreAudioVideo.com. Fires, Mike Smith, Walker, knockdown. Oh, Unbelievable! Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour number two. Danny went to the whiteboard. He explained uh, the in-season tournament, which it did make sense. But it was, I literally went to the whiteboard. It was Char- You're not a noise sunny guy. It was like Charlie. No, no, I, 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 I know that scene. Explaining the murder. He was connecting the dots, and it, it was all over. Uh, I get it, but it still doesn't make sense. Because here's the thing. It's not a tournament. It's a taster to make regular season yeah. games before Christmas matter more. Yeah. That's what they're ultimately trying to do. Now, eventually, I think in five years, the NBA season gets knocked back to 58 or 59 games, and we get a no BS in-season tournament. We get an actual yes. head-to-head tournament. But I This think, is not a head-to-head tournament. When you hear tournament, it's not head-to-head. You know, not a bracket-style challenge, single elimination NCAA tournament, or or even a seeded kind yeah. of deal. It's So basically, it's not even a tournament. It's just like weighted games. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're just trying to put in more importance. And the way they'll put more importance on this is for players, money. They will put money on it. For franchises, I would imagine expedited draft odds, like a percentage added to a, to a draft lottery. Something. So to get the tanking teams, you're like, well, maybe if we win this tournament, we're going to win some games. Let's win Dude, some here. The Blazers would have been so good last year at that. Oh, I know. Right? Talk about November, then you shut everybody yeah. down. <laughs> You're just like, yep, here we go. Look at this, baby. We're a 500 team, and now we're not. Okay. Uh, but I, I think, all in all, I think this is a good idea by the NBA if it gets people to tune in and give a damn before Christmas, which is all what right. it seems to be they're doing. Well, hey, you know what? If, if you can get people to care about that, then I, I guess I guess you're – Kind of winning in that regard. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can if you can just get a little bit on it, you're doing well. Okay, uh, this hour because we went way over in the last one. Uh, we're going to talk a ton of football. Um, I've got a a, a wild stat um, that we need to get to uh, coming up this hour. 
Um, and I really want to get – I want to carve out enough time so we could talk about the Beavs and Fresno because I think this is a big one, and we're going to do that uh, in the next segment. Uh, but taking, taking a look at the games around the Pac-12 this weekend, man, you, you got a lot of, uh, you know, Oregon versus Eastern Washingtons, which we will talk about a little bit later. Um, Washington's playing Portland State. You got some – all right, this is the time you better get right. Certainly. Utah, Southern Utah is on the schedule. Throw the records out when those two meet up. Um, but there's really four games of, of note. Well, five games five. if you want to include yeah. the Beavs in, in Fresno. Of note in the Pac-12 that, hey, you can make it, start making a name for yourself and the reputation of the conference can be buoyed up a little bit more. Um, and, and I think it kind of starts at Camp Randall Stadium at 1230 as Washington State was not impressive against Idaho in mm-hmm. any way shape or form and they've got to go and take on the 19th ranked team in the country wisconsin if i told you that i actually believe washington state was going to show up in that game you'd probably think i was crazy and you do think i'm crazy but as much as we get the overreaction underreaction stuff from week one i i'm kind of buying washington state and i have nothing to base that off of other than coach dickert and our limited time with him and kind of my expectations for that team i I ultimately think that Washington State is going to lose because Camp Randall is a hell of a place to go into for anybody, but a Pac-12 team that's not at the very top, I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. tall task. But I, I genuinely do think they're going to be competitive there, and I don't think they're going to get completely mopped. Because I, 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 I don't feel that way. Because 24-17 against a four-win Big Sky team from a year ago is not in Idaho. Is not, it, nope. they, Cameron Ward kind of got into a rhythm mm-hmm. a little bit, but... 24-17 at home against Idaho. It was not the showing that no. that we were wanting to see or expecting to see out of Washington State because we'd heard so much about Cameron Ward. We'd heard mm-hmm. so much about the offense that's coming up from Incarnate Ward and, and being in the Blues, and it kind of fell flat. It did, uh, and I, I don't know how much I'm attributing that to like an early season jitters or shaking yeah. off the cobwebs, but... I, I, maybe it's me wanting to believe into that team a little bit. I don't know, and I don't know why. There's just something there that I like. I, I, I can't quantify it, but I, I think they can keep that game within a score. I think it's just so hard for a program like Washington State. One coming out of COVID in, in is going to be tougher, right? Yep. But the circumstances that surrounding went, that university, well, that you went into COVID with a new head mm-hmm. coach, and you had the recruiting limitations during that period. Like this is, we're seeing a lot of programs are going to have to be playing catch up and, and running in that hamster wheel. And Jake Dickert is trying the best that he could, but like think of it in these terms, it's like you get the third coach since COVID started. That's <laughs> with Mike Leach, and then you go uh, to Rolovich, and now you've got Dickert. And with all of the restrictions and recruiting at the beginning of it all, then the, the drama and Surrounding the, both the wholesale and changes Bullish. that you had over your roster coming in and out and your coaching staff, like there's a lot of – the odds are stacked against – It's tough to settle in. Washington State yep. for not, like, not just this year but – Probably next two years. Another year. And yeah. thank God that they were active in the portal so maybe you, know, you get guys like Cameron Ward to, to put the Band-Aid over the bullet hole for a while, but – I just have the. I just like in the pit of my stomach. I just have a terrible feeling about this trip for for Washington State because, and I love the Cougs, and I I've never met a Coug I didn't like. Yep. But last week, 
terrifies me no. if I'm a Coug. And the thing is, I, I think that, that that's on every Coug fan's mind. Because, but I think every Coug fan is also ex- expecting a horrendous defeat because of that game. Yeah. But knowing Coug fan, fans like I do, them somehow being in this game makes the most sense possible. Yeah. Um, then you have Arizona State is another one where they head down the road, uh, or I guess over to Stillwater. They're going to Oklahoma State, the 11th ranked team in the country. And they come off a big win over Northern Arizona, which should happen because yep. you're a Pac-12 school playing a big sky school, see Washington State versus Idaho. Yes. Um, and a little sign of optimism, maybe if you're an Arizona State fan. I, I this Certainly little here, better than ha- expected. They have three wins on the road against ranked teams in the Herm Edwards era. That seems surprising to me that they have that many road wins over ranked teams. And the most incredible part about that is that um, that's tied for fifth most in the entire country since 2018. You know what, Dusty? You play to win the game. Man, I guess they do. I have a feeling they don't win this one, though. (laughs) I will tell you what. I I watched quite a bit of the Oklahoma uh, State-Central Michigan game. Chippewas. Mm -hmm. It's a great name. That's by right. The way. It is a great name. Um, Oklahoma State's offense is god tier. They whipped that thing all over the field. Spencer Sanders was incredible. He is very good. He's I, he was one of the most impressive quarterbacks I saw in Week One. Their defense is dog water. It is awful. It is tremendously broken on multiple levels. Central Michigan was able to do whatever, whenever, throughout the entire game. And some people said, well, no, they just kind of got off the gas in the fourth quarter. No, Central Michigan was able to do pretty much whatever they wanted once they got established in the second quarter. Yeah, the frustrating part about that game is Rod Gilmore is on the call on ESPN. But oh, I is digress. he? Yeah. Oh. Um, your Arizona Wildcats? My they, Arizona they, Wildcats, they baby. They pull this thing off here as uh, they – this is a big one because it's the only game at home of note for the Pac-12. Yes. Uh, they get Mississippi State. They get the, the air raid and Mike Leach coming into town. Yeah, and uh, I, I think this is, this is a team where both, uh, well, I should say both, pretty much every uh, pronounced metric out there, SP Plus, is still looking at Arizona kind of cross-eyed, like how the hell did you do that last week? Uh-huh. Nobody expected that. Jaden Delora was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jared Cowing was his showing was incredible. Jacob. Oh, no, I, said, I said Jerry, didn't I? I'm yeah. sorry. Jake, Jacob Cowling uh, was incredible. He, dare I say, is showing uh, NFL instincts. I think he's a, a little slot guy that could be pretty damn successful in the next level considering Teeny, tiny he's guy. tiny, but little man, is, he is shifty yeah. in space. Good Lord. Three touchdowns, 152 yards. And that's the, the crazy thing is he comes from a smaller school and – goes to Arizona and produces on the exact same level. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, this guy's just got it. Uh, Arizona is cooking with gas offensively. Uh, and I look at this, and you're, you're going up against Leach in the air raid. I can't think of many more games that are going to be much more exciting. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, Will Rogers, quarterback at Mississippi State, uh, if you missed his line from last week, 450 yards, five <laughs> touchdowns, completed 77% of his passes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's going to be... Hey, it turns out that air raid, still pretty good. Well, and they Mike Leach is 
doing what Mike Leach does is once you get that rep going for you, it you're starting to get receivers. They had so they threw for 450 yards. Their leading receiver had eight, 81 yards. Yeah, you look down the and list, and that is they had eight receivers with three or more catches. Yeah, I was just gonna say you you look down that list: 81 yards, 73 yards, 61 yards, 60 yeah. yards, 30 yards, 30 yards. I mean, it's it is everywhere. And this is going to be one of those games that, or one of these weeks where the Pac-12 will either become a even bigger laughing stock. Or they can scrape and claw back a little bit of a redemption, and they're going to be they're going to be a couple of games where if they win, and I like you, I could see a world where we have three blowouts in these games, and you go, oh no, here we are, here we go again. That that world exists, the hundred percent it exists. I, that is, I want to I want to pull the uh, pull the line on the Arizona um, Arizona uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, uh, good lord, Mississippi State ten and a half. Ten and a half on yeah. the road. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Huh. I don't know if I. You need me to tell you again. Eight different receivers. Three <laughs> had three huh. catches. Le- they threw for four hundred fifty yards, and oh, their leading receiver had eighty-one. It's, it's yards. actually up to eleven and a half. Is it? Yeah, live, live bags eleven. And yeah, half. great. I may take that. Hey, they're your Arizona Wildcats. They you better are. Show you better show your faith in them. I'm going to end up showing my faith in them to a bowl game this year. Perfect. As weird as that is. 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. There is one conference game, and this could be the biggie. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. There is one game in conference play, and I I can't wait to see this one. Uh, USC hits the road, and they go to Stanford to play the Cardinal down on the farm. Say it again for me. What do you want want to see? Uh, USC Stanford. Do it to me. I'm excited uh, because I get to get a harsh dose of reality smashed right down my throat. Or you'll come here on Monday and be completely insufferable. <laughs> uh, I, I, I may peacock a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean, or? <laughs> my legs may invert and I may have feathers coming out from behind me very quickly. Yeah, I mean, this is 
we are going to finally see one is Stanford actually turning it around. Yes, because um, you and I have talked about this time. We both believe Stanford is on that path because they are healthy. They have an NFL draft pick at quarterback. They have size, and they have dudes pretty much everywhere on their offense. You cannot tell me that with everything that they return, Stanford for this year, Stanford will not be better than the dumpster fire they were yes. last year. Um, also, they can run the hell out of the ball. And USC, if there is a big question mark, mm-hmm. and if there is one way that Lincoln Riley has been beat during his time at Oklahoma, it is against teams that will run the damn ball down their throat and take the air out of it and not allow Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. and was it Mike the- Williams to get on the field. Mario. Mario Williams, Travis Dye, Relique. Uh, really Brown. Yep. There's Those guys won't get on the field. And... Yep. That has beat Lincoln Riley against Kansas State, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Baylor. That has been the game plan. But here's the thing is Stanford's defense isn't as good as any of those teams that I just said. So th- that there will be a test that Lincoln Riley will have if, uh, if Stanford can't effectively move the ball. Which breaks first? USC's ab- ability to stop the run, which, yes, they beat the living bejesus out of Rice. That's because Rice had to throw the ball. And I will give USC credit here defensively because my question coming in is, can they be USC of the past? And when I say USC of the past, what people tend to forget with those teams was that because they were so offense heavy, that defense turned you over. They made explosive plays defensively. They were active, sacks, strip fumbles, interceptions. And when Mm -hmm. you take three pick sixes to the house, that tends to distort things a little bit because Rice early in that game was able to run the ball. They found creases, they found seams, and they hit speed on the edges. And it made USC look a little shaky at best. But the biggest improvements come between weeks one and week two, and we'll see uh, if they could shore anything up at USC. I mean, this is I expect SC to win. and I, I They think, are favored by 10. I think that they do win comfortably. But how do they handle the adversity? Because if there's one thing Stanford will do is they will be resilient. Certainly. They will be resilient. And for whatever, you know, there's certain teams that play other schools hard. USC, for no reason Stanford when, they're, when they are nightmare. back is against the wall. Remember, Tavita Pritchard, Jim Harbaugh, that was their first signature win uh, was that October of 2007. Yes. Um, and in the Coliseum last year, 42-28, Stanford mm-hmm. put the final nail in Clay Helton's coffin, got Clay Helton fired Thank that next Monday. That. But then the wheels fell off at Stanford, mm-hmm. and getting this game early is probably the blessing for the Cardinal. But can can USC exact that revenge this this year? I'm excited for this game. I, I think it'll be a, a good game, and it could be the first time that USC fans really can sit there and be like, "Yes, this is going to be our identity under Lincoln Riley." I think the getting that score for USC forty two twenty eight is a relatively good sign because. Defensively, I they still have work up front a ton, but if they're going to drop a forty piece on a Stanford team, that's kind of a oh, you just want them to reverse reverse the score from last year. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. I mean, I think yeah. that that's a good flip for them because offensively, it shows that yes, they are for real. They can hang points on anybody. And I'm really I'm really excited to see what USC secondary looks like. I mean, they, th- getting three pick sixes is. That's not a fluke, and that's not like a joke, right? No, but it's aggressiveness. You, you're playing rice. Yes. Aggressiveness can also burn you. See, <laughs> Look, see USC last well, year. Trayvon Diggs with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Ooh. And you have got a very experienced 
and I mean veteran smart football yes. smart wide wide receiving core at Stanford intellectual brutality with Tanner McKee who he can he can sling it man and is it aggressiveness or is it sound play that they're getting because look Alex Grinch he's has his ups and downs yes. but one thing that he does really well is his job is to keep it between the navigational buoys for explosive offenses. Yep. That's what he was with Mike Leach at Washington State. Then he goes to Oklahoma or Ohio State for a year. Mm-hmm. Then goes to Oklahoma. Like, this is what the guy does. Like, explosive offenses, your defense is going to be on the field for a really long time. Limit the explosives. Be aggressive and, and pick and choose your chances. Yes. Very successful against Rice. Was it just Rice? Or is it going to be and, what this defense and, is? And that is really my question because... The, the last time USC tried to be aggressive during the, the Helton era and, and earlier was under Wilcox, and I hated that defense with all that is holy. They left so many things on the field on a weekly basis, and I think because of that era, USC was afraid to go back to being aggressive basically the rest of all of the Helton era, and they went with that vanilla stuff, and that's how they got really where they were is that the identity of USC disappeared. More than anything, this game for USC – is an identity game. Are they, not to say are they back, but are they heading towards the direction of what the, the university used to be? Ducks, Beavs, we got a lot to get to uh, remaining in the show. But coming up next, the worst day on the web. First is Rust with SportsCenter. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. So I hit the road and made my getaway. Restless feeling, really got a home. I started searching for a better way. All right, it is time now for our worst day on the web with a little Friday. The worst best. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Because I will tell you, this is actually one of the best days on the web. Did you see what happened last night in the debut of the NFL season? It wasn't just a route for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. It was a very special day with a gender reveal. We had a gender reveal during a game. Which wasn't the streaker running on the field with the pink flare. Oh, that was a streaker? I just thought somebody threw, threw it down on the field. Oh, no, there was a, there was a guy on the field. Got, got, got tackled and taken out oh. with a pink flare. They did a good job. They're doing such they, a good they, job. They kept of it off the air, not putting that on the air. Yeah, no, a bunch of bunch of cell phones caught it in the stands, and that's how I saw it. See, this is, I don't. I need to live more online. It, yeah. No, Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie, Bills wide receiver. He scored last night in the game and had a very special message for his family back home. First and goal. Bills driving to the lead. And Isaiah McKenzie. Mishandled it earlier. Gives Deion Dawkins the big man spike. It's a boy! It's a boy! It's a boy! Okay, that was planned. Mike Tirico, you could see he laid out. He laid out for it. 
came back and was unsure when he needed to shut up, and then he went right back to it, and he shut shut up again just to make sure he wouldn't screw up Isaiah McKenzie's moment. Shout out Isaiah McKenzie for letting Tariko know, hey, if something happens, if I I get in the end zone, I'm going to let him know. Isn't this kind of, though, uh, the Bills knew they were going to (laughs) route... The Rams. Feeling a little spicy? Feeling pretty good about testing that secondary? Because Tariqa was ready for it. Isaiah McKenzie knew <laughs> he was going to score. Yeah, somebody wouldn't have him on my on my bingo board of guys to score. I will say this. Somebody had a four-leg parlay yesterday with McKenzie, Cup, uh, and then the other two touchdown scores. I can't remember who they were off the top of my head. But a $50 parlay turned into a $5,000 win, and it was really impressive that they had – Mackenzie on there because I was like, huh? So I was like, is this one of Mackenzie's like family members who threw this one down? Like, knew that something was coming. Little inside, little insider trading. What's going on here? Well, his family was there and they were ready for it too. The big man Spike. <laughs> Once they got into the end zone. They knew. They was having like a viewing party. Mm-hmm. Once he got in the end zone, they all stood up and got close to the TV to make sure that that moment would happen. How cool is that? It's awesome. So we're, we're, we're starting a new tradition. Our, our worst day on the web is going to turn into a best day on the web on Fridays. They give you a nice little little fun something going into the weekend. I oh, love man, it. now i got to make a new liner. Yeah. I love that stuff, though. It's okay. Uh, when, when things like that happen because, I mean, you can tell that it was um, – it was important that they get him into the end zone too, right? I mean, red zone play, they kind of knew it. They kind of knew it, right? It, it kind of lets you know that this game was like destined to go this way, yeah. And then, oh, by the way, that was the start of the 21-0 second half Ooh. for the Buffalo Bills. So, Isaiah McKenzie, is this gender like an, reveals. This is a gender reveal I can get behind. It yeah, didn't cause 100%. like a 500,000-acre forest fire. Yeah. Uh, no... Dads or grandpas were shot in the nuts with uh, some sort of like explosive that's supposed to or a pinata swing, right? Yeah, no mess for an unfortunate restaurant server to pick up. Yeah, yeah, okay. that one hits a little close to home for you, doesn't it, Rust? It does. Did you ever have it in those to clean up? No, that was before the whole gender reveal okay. thing was big. But there were people that would leave dirty diapers at the table, so that was no. Fun. Oh, you're yeah. kidding? They'd change them right like on the damn table too. Really? Like really, people? I I I would throw it at them like a pizza pie. Yeah, well, in a in a corporate joint, you can't really do that much. <laughs> Mom like, and pop shop, you can. I got in trouble for throwing a handful of a uh, change back at somebody after that. That was what they left me for a tip and said it, it looks like you guys need this more than I do. Ooh, yeah, I got wow. in trouble for that one. Jeez, yeah, I respect it. Was it what was the bill? I mean, it was. I mean, large enough where you know seventy eight cents was not a sufficient tip. <laughs> I like a, I like a good surly Jeff Rust. See, Je- the, young Jeff Rust, he had a lot of uh, pee and vinegar going on there. Oh, I used to at the end, at last call, at the end of the night when it was time for everybody to get out, I would stand on the bar and do a little teapot song. Oh, do, really? I'm a little teapot, short and stout. There is the door now. Get the F out! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And then that's when they showered you with money? Yeah. <laughs> By that point, it was usually just the uh, the, the uh, uh, remaining restaurant crews from the surrounding area. You know, the Red Robin, uh, the Spaghetti Factory, Stanford's. Yeah, so they all they all understood. All right, Jeff Rust, Little Teapot, love it, Surly Bartender. I, I, I like it. I, you know what? I think I, 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 Little Teapot. 
That's that's his new nickname. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to be that. <laughs> All right, do we have a red flag? I've been called. <laughs> a red flag entering week one. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. This story heading into week one of the NFL's regular season is garnering a lot of attention. Um, Red flag or not that Trey Lance is not a captain heading into the San Francisco 49ers opener against Stop Bears. Real quick, was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, captain? Uh, I, I think so. Colin yeah. Kaepernick, or excuse yeah. me, Colin Cowherd would think it's a big deal because he groused about Tua not being named a captain last year. That's right. Yeah. He sure did. No. But Tua didn't date uh, Colin daughter. Cowherd's daughter. Yeah. So ah, Important. It is funny listening to Colin talk about Trey. There's always a... Uh, yeah, he's struggling with this, but uh, you know, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> we'll, I, we'll figure it out. I respect it. I mean, everybody it's, has their loves, yeah. and uh, you know, listen. If he's dating your daughter, I mean, you don't want to knock him down two pegs and build him back up one. All right, right. It's, it's okay. Smart move by Trey Lance too. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it is something though. It is something because typically, yeah. the, the, the counterpoint here was, well, Debo's not a captain. Well, Debo was trying to get the f out of town a month ago, so. I can see that, but you also have a team full of dudes, like legit dudes, like Warner, like Trent Williams, who are undoubtedly going to be captains. Yep. That, that's part of it. But there's certainly a trust thing here. How many quarterbacks in the league? Let's say if you are a top 15 quarterback in the league, are you a captain? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Sure. But he's – I mean, this is his first – Time starting. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen, I believe, in year two was a captain. Okay. But uh, it's the second year starting. Okay, again. But was Josh Allen Basura in his first year? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, he wasn't trash. That, see, that was the biggest BS ever, was people calling Josh Allen trash his first year. Was he a Josh Allen now? No, but he. you could see the- it in everybody in the locker but again, that thank you. You made the next point for me. Everybody knew it. Who else was on that team that should have been on the offensive side of the ball? For Buffalo. Because it would have been hard to name two other yeah. Buffalo Bills at that time. That's where you have that's fair. Trent Williams, George Kittle, both are are captains mm-hmm. on this team. And it's the other captains are Fred Werner. Jimmy Ward, Eric Armstrad, and Nick Bosa. Dudes. 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 And you have a guy that, look, it, it, the reality of it is, we all know why they brought Jimmy Garoppolo back. Because they don't trust Trey. Right. But I sit there and I go, well, let him prove it. I mean, he, we still haven't seen him in a regular season game. Certainly. And, or, or as the starting Start, quarterback yeah. for the, the San Francisco 49ers. If this guy goes, goes out and has a productive year, and which I expect him to do, he'll be a captain next year, and we'll look back at him and be like, that was the dumbest thing ever that he was not 
named a captain and people got all upset about it I'm because not... there is veteran talent all over. This is a ready-made roster. Oh, 100%. This it, is this is Russell it, Wilson of the Seahawks League. Yeah, this now. isn't Josh Allen with the Bills. It's not Tua with Miami Ooh. either. I mean, this is a roster full of alphas, full of leaders. It's not Trey Lance's team. No, no. And you know what? That's okay. But I'm, I'm going to put a butt on this because quarterbacks get named captains when teams trust their guys. Sure. Even rookie, second year, 10th year, whatever it is. In the fact that Jimmy G was beforehand, you would think transitive property, like, okay, you'll reinforce this. Mm-hmm. No. There's, Make him earn it. There's something there, though. There, there, There is a lack of trust that I don't feel like you would normally get from a starting quarterback if it's a guy you believe in, which, again, further illustrates the point of the franchise itself not believing in Jimmy G. Sure. Or excuse me, not believing in Trey Lance. And, you know, I agree with that. And I... I I believe it too. I mean, no, they don't. They do not have the wholehearted, full self. That that is a red flag. Not him not being a captain on a team that but has the franchise full of leaders yeah. and has no reason to believe that he will be the main leader because of the experience and how truly good the other guys are. I mean, yes. Kittle and Trent Williams. They're the two best at their position in the they're, entire They're league. both first ballot Hall of Famers. And so you're sitting there, you're like, all right, well, yeah, they have that leadership role figured out. And Jimmy Garoppolo, let him do a Super Bowl. <laughs> right? And Jimmy Garoppolo, very well liked. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the other part of this is that I am not saying this to the, like yeah. hot take it or anything along those lines, but the way that they've handled this whole thing makes me wonder if Trey Lance just isn't a – great dude and i don't mean like great like he's a bad person but there are people in every sport where mm-hmm. you can be great at what you do but people just don't like you not yeah. they don't hate you but you're not one of the guys or you're not the, the incredibly likable dude a perfect example aaron Rodgers. people have including jeff ross have millions of things to say about aaron Rodgers. you know what everybody in that green bay locker room says they love the guy yeah everyone goes to bat for us as, as far as his former teammates go and I, I wonder about Trey in that regard. Like, is he just a quiet guy? Is he just a guy that guys don't know? And that's what kind of makes me wonder about the whole trust factor. Is it more than just the football side of things, but is it Trey as a dude that they just don't know him? I am looking at this right now. Patrick Mahomes, um, and I'm going to just go ahead and take a guess that this is updated here. Um Patrick Mahomes, not a captain in 2018, his first year as a starter. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he went on to win the MVP. There <laughs> so you go. He was pretty good. But that's, that's, again, I, I would not have recognized that. Yeah, and he sat. I mean, we know we know he sat, mm-hmm. and then he kind of took over here. Uh, I'm looking here. It says that he's been a captain for four years. So that would be 22, 21, 20, 19. Um, and, but again... That's actually a, a very good parallel to draw because they loved Alex Smith. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very well liked in the locker room. Very well respected. Yeah. And that was, you know what, that's actually a really good parallel. Yeah. As far as like how those two were looked at. If this works out like this for the 49ers, they're in a great spot. Yeah, but you know what they did? They dealt Alex Smith's butt out of town. There's the kicker. <laughs> so they, they kind of forced that uh, narrative to take hold. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to be an interesting storyline with uh, with Trey Lance because you know what goes a long way? 
blowing out the Bears and shutting everybody up. That will go a long way because everybody will overreact one way or the other to week one. I'm rooting for the chaos when I hope the Bears win. I love chaos. I, like, I want uh, if the, the Bears, Bears winning. No, no, listen. Yes. I want the Bears to win one game this season, and that is it. Why? Because it will full. Well, number one, I'm a Raiders fan, so I like to see the 49ers fail. But number two, nice. I just want to see the chaos take hold because the 49ers are cowards. I am chaos fans, too. Cowards are smart. Cowards. Why? Make a decision one way or the other. Oh, no, I think it's smart. They're hedging their bet, and they got an ultimate team guy. Listen, smart. Hedging, smart. Your, hedging your Super bet smart. never works. It never works. I think it works for a lot of people. Where, where does hedging your bet work? In, as, the whole point of hedging your bet is so you don't take a loss. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about quarterback play. It never works. It never works. Uh, 503-250-1080. Let's talk about it. Uh, Oregon State. They've got a big one. They can make a statement on the road. It sets up in their favor, too. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 